there is power in the name of Jesus. A very good morning to every one of you. Thank you for being a, a solid part of the Reclaim moment. Uh, we bless the name of the Lord for His mercies. Scripture teaches us that His mercies endures forever. His mercies endures forever. So we want to thank God for His faithfulness. We want to honor God who is always by our side. I trust you had a very, a very wonderful weekend, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you went to church and had fellowship. I always encourage you at Reclaim. It's very, very important to make sure that we are part of a local church community. We are in a day and age where people disregard the assembly of the saints, but I, I, I believe you don't like that. And uh, I want to welcome you back from church. I trust you had a great a great day at church and uh, and you were encouraged. So it's, it's, it's very, very important. Once again, welcome to Reclaim Moment with your host, Henry Mukisa. I bless the name of the Lord for every one of you is tuned in today. I trust the Lord is going to do us well as he has always done as well at Reclaim and taking us from glory to glory. Thank you so much for being a solid part of this program and we want to honor God for the lives that are being transformed. We want to honor God for the praise reports that are flowing in from different parts of the world where God is meeting every one of us at our I mean, at that respective point of need, we honor God. And before we get started, as usual, I want to encourage you, get, uh, I mean, get your phone, get hold of your phone and reach out to somebody. Let somebody know that it is our moment. It is the reclaim moment with your host, Henry Mukisa. We bless the name of the Lord once again. So uh, invite somebody, remind somebody. I know we, we are always... Uh, uh, we are always busy into a lot of things. Uh, we are in a fast world. So sometimes we forget, kind of, we forget, but uh, we, we, we are brothers. We are, uh, I mean, we have to be a brother's keeper, sister's keeper, so to say. So reach out to somebody, let somebody know it is our moment in the name of Jesus. Welcome to Reclaim Moment. And uh, before we get started, let's just have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this Monday morning. Lord, we honor you. This is the day you have made. We'll be glad and rejoice in it. We declare that this day, as we start a new week, you are by our side. You are doing great and mighty things. We honor you, our Father. We love you, King of Kings. We decree and declare that you are God and there is none who is like you. Receive all the praises. Receive all the glory. And meet every one of us at that place of need, at that point of need. In Jesus' precious name, amen and Amen, amen, and amen. I believe, you know, somebody's connected today. And uh, this morning, we want to continue as the Lord uh, enables us. Remember, this is Reclaim Moment, Season 1. And our theme for Season 1 is Arise and Fight. Arise and Fight. And as usual, uh, as usual, you know, we take a moment to, you know, share the word and then encourage ourselves 
also through uh, through prayer, through a moment of prayer. But child of God, if you've been following the Reclaim moment, uh, we are speaking about arise and fight, and we are dealing with uh, uh, we are doing an in-depth study about dealing with strongholds, dealing with strongholds. It's very very important for us to understand that they are strongholds that the Lord wants us to. I mean, to pay attention to. He wants us to understand so that we can fight with an open mind. We can fight with an open mind, an open understanding. It's very, very important. Even if you're a great fighter, but if you don't know what you are fighting, what whom you're fighting with, then it becomes, uh, it becomes problematic. But as surely as the Lord lives, He is helping us to build our lives with understanding and with revelation so that what Whatever we are dealing with, we are aware and we can position ourselves to receive the grace of God so that we fight and win every battle as God desires for our lives. So we've been dealing, we've been doing uh, a series about dealing with uh, strongholds and, you know, every day we've been bringing out one stronghold at a time and 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 uh, our our sharing is based on, uh, on the analysis Technology, uh, we read in Joshua chapter number 12, verses 9 to 24. This is when the children of Israel entered into the promised land and God commanded them that they have to destroy, they have to destroy all the strongholds in terms of uh, all the kings who had established their thrones there. These were earthly kings and uh, in number, scripture gives us the number as 31. So in that same of land in that same jurisdiction there were over 31 kings and these were strongholds because until the children of Israel dealt with them until the children of Israel helped uh, I mean helped themselves and trusted God to give them complete victory over their enemies over these kings over these thrones they would not effectively possess the land and that's how important it is so God is speaking to each and every one of us today until we understand that there are strongholds which are not even out of our lives. They are within our lives because these are enemies within. Many times as we deal with enemies, we think about the people outside our vicinity, outside our circles. We think about, we think about those factors or those people who are not close to us. But sometimes, as Jesus said, that the enemy, somebody's enemy, is actually that close person, that person who's closer to him or her. What does that mean then? It implies that most of the things that hinder our lives, they are not actually, many of them are not outside us. They are inside our lives and they work to deter us from the purposes of God. They they, they deflate faith. They instill fear. They, they, they cause a sudden behavior that is detrimental uh, uh, as regarding to the possession of the promises of God. So, child of God, that's why we've been dealing with these strongholds and, you know, every time, you know, that's why all these strongholds are rooted or they are connected with the self-life. They are connected with the old life, with the Adamic nature. Child of God, that's why God wants us to understand and then we can position ourselves to receive the grace. So, 
this morning, this Monday morning, the 24th of April, 2023, I want to bring another stronghold to deal with. And this is selfish vacuum and morality. Selfish vacuum and morality. Virtue and morality. Morality. So what does this mean? How can this be a stronghold? How can this be a hindrance to our lives? How can this be a hindrance to the ministry, to the character of a child of God, to the character of a minister? What does it even mean? That's very important for us to understand. And uh, uh, this is an attitude. Uh, this is the, the, the holier-than-thou attitude, you know. It brings in a holier-than-thou attitude whereby one feels I am better than others because of my high standards and beliefs. I am better than others, you know. I am better than that person. I'm not like them. I am better than them. And it's rooted in spiritual pride. This kind of stronghold is rooted in spiritual pride because it causes us to look at people and judge them and 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 feel like because of our high standards because of our uh, because of our high devotional life maybe our ministerial experience our prayer experiences and we think we are better than other people we think we are far better and our standards are far greater than others and we tend to undermine other people because we have already said the standards we have already set our standards and also set their standards and most cases we set our standards far higher than their standards and we feel good about that but but it's a challenge it's a, a limitation it's a bondage it's a form of bondage and until we come to terms with it and deal with it we will always be limited in our lives we'll always be limited we'll always uh, suffer in many ways and for example, we can look, we are going to drill so much looking at the Jewish culture and the Jewish life and also the modern day Christianity. And we want to relate something to this. You know, the Jews in general felt like they were far above the Gentiles. And when you read scripture, because uh, you, you find out that sometimes, uh, even in the New Testament, they did not believe that the Gentiles can actually receive faith, receive salvation through faith. They did not believe that. It was a struggle. It was a challenge. Many times, you know, they had to hold conferences, like in chapter number 15, they had to hold conferences. But even before that, uh, from around chapter number 10, you know, God was dealing with his servants, was dealing with uh, Peter in particular as the, 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 the head leader, as the senior leader. And he, he wanted to bring him to terms with this reality that I have accepted them. I have accepted even the Gentiles. They are my people. Because remember, God calls Apostle Paul and gives him, grants him the special grace where he is ordained as an apostle to the Gentiles. And he preaches extensively to the Gentile community. I mean, the Gentiles, don't be, don't be, I mean, don't be confused. The Gentiles means those who 
are not of the Jewish in the bloodline, you know, in the natural. And we all fall into that category. But through the sacrifice that Jesus paid, it was evident that God had justified us. Actually, God also, Jesus also paid for our sins as the Gentile. He also paid for our, you know, for all our, our sins and our salvation and our redemption. It was paid for and we are also redeemed, you know, through the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But this truth was not common in the early church. It was not common because, you know, the Jews grew up with a certain understanding. And I don't mean to demean them. I don't mean to say that, uh, I mean, that, that they were wicked because uh, that is how Scripture uh, from the Old Testament, that's how Scripture interpreted us. And we, uh, but, but, but then Jesus comes on the scene and, uh, and Paul teaches us that we were like an old olive tree, olive branch, and we were grafted. We are just grafted to the main stem, but we do not belong there. It is by the grace of God, and it still remains. It is by the grace of God that we are saved and we are empowered to serve in the mighty name of Jesus. So the holier-than-thou attitude, it was a great challenge, you know, with, uh, with, the, with, with the Jewish believers, with the Jewish Christians, that they did not believe that God can justify man by faith. So it was a point of contention. And I want to read, uh, I want to read Acts chapter number 10. I want us to start from there. Acts chapter number 10. And we're going to be able to read a couple of verses, but let us, uh, let us read from, uh, let us read from verses 28. Let us read from verses 28 in the name of Jesus. Okay, then uh, this is Peter explaining. Uh, but before that, I wanted, I wanted, um, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I wanted to read, to read uh, from, from these other verses a little bit, a little bit up, a little bit up. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, from verses 9. Then the next day, the next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray. About the sixth hour, then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while the, they made ready, while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and an object like a great sheet bound at four, at the four corners, descending to him and led down to the earth. It was, uh, I mean, and in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him again the second time, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. This was done three times, and the object was taken up into heaven. So this is an encounter uh, that Peter, first of all, gets. Because God wanted to deal with this challenge. He wanted to deal with this problem. And child of God, this is a great route 
This is a great hindrance to many people. Such an attitude destroys ministries, destroys companies, destroys destinies because we look at people, we look at people and despise them and think we are holier than them. We are powerful than them. We are greater than them. We are far greater than them and things like that. So God was dealing with Peter's challenge, uh, I mean, uh, or Peter's mindset and Peter's character because he was uh, strongly, you know, married to such views. And God meets him and gives him a vision in a trance. He gives him a vision where all kinds of animals, including both the clean and unclean, and, and he told him, arise and eat. So there is uh, a little bit of a contention here because there are some people, uh, I, I mean, uh, of course, there were some people who argue out, okay, God has permitted us to eat uh, all other things, and, and, and sometimes we hold debates, holy debates, I should say, holy debates with the SDS, and they say, no, 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 no. God still forbids us to eat ABCD. This scripture was about uh, the salvation of the Gentiles, and I believe that. I believe this scripture is purely for the salvation of the Gentiles, but also on that topic, we can confirm that what comes in is not what destroys, but what goes out of us, as Jesus taught in the book of Mark, it is what actually destroys us. And, you know, what do I want to say then? You know, having said that, so Jesus, I mean, God meets uh, meets Peter in a very special way, and he uses the practical example of the unclean animals, but he wanted to drive the meaning and the, uh, and the understanding to a greater topic where he was speaking about uh, this, uh, I mean, was speaking about the, the justification of the Gentiles, that the Gentiles are also saved by grace. And, what, and he wanted to make sure that every one of us and the preceding generations, then they can understand that our salvation is by grace uh, through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And, 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 you know, after this, God uh, also g- had given the same vision. Okay, had given a different vision to Cornelius in, uh, I mean, Jerusalem. And, uh, and God gave him the vision and told him to send for Peter because Cornelius was a noble man. He was a God-fearing man, though he was a Roman, but he was that kind of person who is so dedicated and devoted to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, as he as he opened up, as he opened up to uh, to Peter, I mean to the servants to send for Peter because God gave him very clear instructions. So he called for Peter to come. And, and and he told him uh, the vision God had given to him. And the Bible says as they started to, as Peter started to minister, because remember, God had given him also the instruction, don't refer to what I have cleansed. Don't refer to it as unclean. In other words, don't look at a person who has been purchased by the blood of Jesus and call him common and call him unclean and call him wicked and call him, you know, 
know, nothing. As long as God has purchased that person with the precious blood, as long as that person is deeply rooted in love with our Lord Jesus Christ, there is hope that God will transform our lives from one level to another level. In the name of Jesus, say soft amen if you believe that wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. And, and, and you know, because of this, so Peter comes into Cornelius' house. And, you know, from verses 17, while Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had been sent from Cornelius had uh, had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to, uh, to the man who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I am he who you seek. For what reason have you come? And they say, Cornelius, uh, blah, blah, the main things. But, but let me try to condense this for the interest of time. Normally for Mondays, I love to read more verses. I love to lay the foundation. I love to re-echo the number of things that we are talking about, which I feel is very, very important. But I will not read the whole portion. But as sure as the Lord lives, this is what we get from this scripture. You know, um, God speaks to Peter first, he speaks to Cornelius as well to bring a confirmation that I am the one who is doing these things. I'm the one into this plan. And what happened is, uh, you know, also at the same time, also God speaks to Cornelius, and then Cornelius sends the men, and as the men were approaching, uh, God also spoke to Peter and said, you know, those people, I have instructed them to come for you. So, in other words, God plays out the cards very smartly, as he always does. And and Cornelius, and I mean, and these men get, in, get to interact with uh, with Apostle Peter, and 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 they came to understand that really God was speaking something. They needed to understand that God was into this, and He wanted to bring some significant uh, meaning, significant instructions home. And what we note uh, from this scripture, we realize that Peter came because he had been uh, uh, he had been told by God. So he came and he preached to this congregation in Cornelius's house. So he, he preached very powerfully, and uh, and 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 you know uh, at the end of it all, you know. Peter prays for this house, and these mostly Gentiles were filled with the precious Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. There is a verse. Um, there is a verse I love, which is, uh, um, I think, thirty-six. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm still in the same the same scripture. Let me uh, let me speak. Uh, let me read verses forty-four. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to uh, 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 save some time. While Peter, but it's very important, uh, especially if you have time, just read through this chapter. It's very, very powerful and gives us very powerful insights. So the scripture teaches us uh, verses 44. We're still in chapter 10 of Acts and verses 44. While Peter was still speaking, these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and believed were and and. Uh, 
and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So we have two camps here. Apostle Peter starts to preach. Remember, we are speaking about a selfish vacuum and morality. You know, don't judge people by your so-called high standards of morality. Don't just ignore people because you can miss out on the purposes of God. Don't just ignore people. Don't just, you know, uh, take people for granted. You know, God is amazing and he does amazing things. He turns around lives. He turns around dreams and gives meaning to our respective dreams. But child of God, at this moment of time, you know, from verses 44, Peter is now preaching, is now speaking to this congregation that was gathered in Cornelius' house, which basically he was even a God-fearing man, but he was known to, uh, he had not been converted, but he was a good man. That's why it is not enough for you to be good. It is also important that you also give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, 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 and, uh, and as he as he was speaking, you know, to this congregation, the Bible declares that the Holy Spirit fell upon all those, all those who had the word. And, and so the Holy Spirit falls upon everyone, everyone indiscriminately, all those who were available. The Holy Spirit, you know, falls upon them. And, uh, <clears throat> And they started, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they started to speak even in new tongues, child of God. This was strange. This was a great miracle because those who had believed, I mean that the, the Jewish believers, the Jewish believers, the Jewish Christians, so those who had believed earlier, they were astonished and they said, you know, look, 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 even these uh even these people are receiving the Holy Spirit. So they were so astonished because they felt like, you know, these people do not qualify for the Spirit of God. You know, and those of the circumcision who believed were, were astonished. As many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. So for they had them speak with tongues and magnify God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, but, but, but the point is, even these uh, Jewish believers, they were astonished. The word astonished is not, a, it's not a nice word. They were astonished. They were very angry. They were astonished at the fact that the Gentiles had received also the Holy Spirit, that they had received the Holy Spirit. And that was a discouragement to them. I wonder why. But it is because they thought that this was not just for everybody. It was for only for them. But this was not the will of God. It has not been the will of God and it will never be the will of God. As a matter of fact, God desires that all of us, we can find a place in his heart and uh, 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 and, you know, do great and mighty things. So, child of God, God desires that all of us, 
all of us, we can be called his children as, uh, you know, as many as uh, uh, the Lord can gather. You know, that is the will of God. So, uh, and then verses, okay, this is verses 45. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. They were astonished because they felt like these people shouldn't receive the Holy Spirit. These people are common. These people are not right. But we are talking about this hindrance or this uh, this uh, this um, stronghold of selfish vacuum and morality. It's because uh, these friends, these uh, I mean the Jewish believers, they they they, they judged others depending on their uh, morality, on their standard, and they be, they did not believe that you just, you know, believe God by faith and be justified. That's why many others also believed that you have to circumcise, you have to do this, you have to do this. But what is the essence as we about to dive into prayer? What is the essence? Even when you go in Acts chapter number 11, you realize that they had to sit him in a meeting and they told him, hey, how comes that you went and and ate from Cornelius' house with the unbelievers? So it was a big thing. It was a big thing. And he had to explain and took them through the explanation and gave them the assurance that it was God who really wanted it to do. But in our generation, in our times, child of God, I believe that there are also uh, things that God wants to deal with. There are things that God wants to deal with in our lives regarding selfish vacuum and morality. Don't just look at people and despise them because, you know, because of your standard, because of your standard of prayer. I found people who judge others by their standard of prayer. This person says, I can pray for a, uh, for a for an hour, for two hours, for many hours, and they think they are better, they are holier than others. I believe sometimes God can give us extra grace and stretch us, but don't look down on others. Don't be driven by selfish vacuum and morality you know be driven by the right motives you know the right motives in the name of Jesus so uh, and uh, and uh, you know one of the things i want i want to i wanted to share i think it was verses 34 verses 34 uh, you know i i want to just take a little bit Give me just a minute or two. Uh, okay. You know, verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. God shows no partiality. Why do we need to get rid of this attitude, of this mindset? Because God is not a, uh, is not a partial. You know, he's not a despiser or respect of persons. You know, he loves us all. I pray that we will develop a health attitude towards other people because sometimes we look down on people and we don't know the potential that God has deposited in their lives. And I tell you, there are some of us who may even miss out on what God wants to do. There are some of us who may miss out on great opportunities. There are some of us who may miss out on some destiny helpers because he looked at a person and judged him by the cover, judged her by the cover, and that is all. And that is all. Why? <clears throat> because you felt like this. You are better. You are better than that person. That holier-than-thou attitude, it's a deadly attitude. I want us to be reminded in Scripture that God has 
has always, always, always worked with all characters of people. In the, in the lineage of our Lord Jesus Christ, the most important person on the athlete, uh, I mean, who has ever, ever stepped here on the earth, we realize that also, we realize that God has worked with people. God has worked with prostitutes like Rahab. And, you know, he worked with him to bring to bring deliverance to the nation of Israel. God, uh, you know, worked with people like, uh, with, uh, with prostitutes like the woman on the well. And Jesus, you know, comes and sits down and speaks to this woman. And he knew who she was. He knew who she was. And he revealed who she was. But he encourages her. And out of this woman, we see a great revival happening in chapter, you know, I, I, I think I, around chapter four, you know, we see this great awakening where this woman went ahead and, uh, and you know, believed God and mobilized the entire seed of Samaria to come to God. So <clears throat> it's a powerful thing. If God had judged, if Jesus had judged this woman by his own standards as a son of God, I believe this woman wouldn't have a chance. I believe this woman wouldn't have a chance. I believe Rahab would not have a chance, but child of God, God gave them a chance. I want to ask you, child of God, today we are praying, but we are praying for the spirit of, uh, we are praying for the spirit, for Lord to help us to value people because they are valuable. It is important for us to learn how to value people, to learn how to respect people, to learn how to serve people, to learn how to love people, because we we are certain that also God has loved us and equally loves those people in the name of Jesus. So, child of God, we are praying this morning, and my prayer for every one of us, my prayer is that God will help us. God will help us to change our attitude. Some of us, we have missed out on opportunities simply because we undermine that person. We have lost some, uh, some great opportunities. We have lost some openings. We have closed, uh, we have closed the door those that God has uh, even opened for us. <clears throat> Why? Because we did not pay attention to that. We were carried by these strongholds of uh, holier-than-thou attitude. I am better. I am better than this person. I'm better than that person. I am better. We want to get rid of that in the name of Jesus. And child of God, we are praying this morning. We are praying this morning. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless us. The Lord will bless us as we start a new day. I know we are going into a number of errands, I pray that the Lord will give us strength in the name of Jesus. Abba Father, we thank you. We honor you. We love you. We glorify your name. Thank you, Abba Father, for this great opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to be in your presence. I thank you, Majesty on high. <clears throat> I thank you, King of Kings. I thank you, Lord of Lords, for giving us an opportunity to be in your presence this Monday morning on this altar, on this altar, Almighty God, at Reclaim. I pray in the name of Jesus that you use these airwaves to minister to us, to minister to many. In the name of Jesus, Abba Father, I want to pray as we are dealing with these strongholds. I pray there, there, there are a number of things we need to do, but I pray that 
you strengthen us. I pray that you position us. I pray that your hand will be upon our lives. We pray in the name of Jesus that none of our, none of us, none of our children, none of our families, Abba Father, will be left behind in this campaign. I pray in the name of Jesus that you stretch your mighty hand and cause, cause, cause an uproar, cause something to be stirred up in our inside, cause love to be stirred up, cause anything to be stirred up in the name of Jesus for the right reasons, for the right reasons, for the right reasons, almighty God, for the right reasons in the name of Jesus. I pray for this morning for everybody who's tuned in today. Lord, I pray that you meet every one of us at that place of need, that place of discouragement, that place of need, that place of healing, that place of increase, that place of increase. I pray this morning, Abba Father, stretch your mighty hand and bring a difference. Stretch your mighty hand and bring a difference. Makata Kataya, stretch your mighty hand. Bring a difference in the name of Jesus. Abba Father, we want to honor you. We want to give you praise. We want to give you glory. We honor you, mighty God. We honor you, King of Kings. This morning, we want to decree and declare that the God of all comfort, the God of all understanding, you will keep us. You will keep us. You will renovate our attitude. You will renovate our life in the name of Jesus. I speak a blessing upon the work of our hands. I speak the grace of God to multiply. I speak the grace of God to increase. I speak the grace of God to multiply upon our lives, upon our families, upon our children. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the Lion of Judah roar and let everything be put into its respective, its respective place. In the name of Jesus, let the Lion of Judah roar. Let the King of Kings roar. In Jesus' precious name, we thank you, mighty God. We thank you, King of Kings. We thank you, Lord of Lords. We thank you, mighty God. We thank you, Abba Father, for you are God and there is none who is like you. We love you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. And at this moment, child of God, we are bringing this to a landing. We honor God for every one of you. And as we bring this to a landing, I believe there is somebody who needs to receive Jesus in your heart. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for loving me and dying on the cross for me. I believe with my heart and I confess with my with, uh, with my mouth that you are Lord and you rose from the dead. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And from today, I am born again. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I decree and declare blessing upon your life. And if I encourage you, find a Bible best, a Bible-believing church. A Bible-believing church. Join the church. Let them know that you got born again while tuned to Reclaim Moment. And they'll be delighted. They will show you the way. And just in case you are held up, you are confused, you don't know where to turn, you don't know how things should move, you know, we, we, we are here to serve you, we are here to serve you, we are here to ensure that God is glorified in and through our lives. And one of the things I want to, I want to encourage to give is our, <clears throat> our local WhatsApp number, which is plus 256 
782 182 182 you know get tuned and invite somebody to tune in invite somebody to tune in i believe god wants to uh, bless as many people as he has openly you know uh, 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 wanting to bless in the name of jesus so may the lord bless you and have a beautiful a beautiful day ahead of you go out and conquer go out you are covered you are sealed with favor we are, you are sealed with divine potential you are sealed with the glory of God. Go out and quench every hour of the enemy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the precious Holy Spirit, shalom and remember there is power in the name of Jesus. Shalom. <laughs>